Adrian thrust the spear into the bear's open mouth, cutting its tongue badly. The bear roared and flung its head from side to side at the stinging pain, then charged again, furiously snapping its jaws like huge steel traps and swinging at him with long, sharp claws. Adrian backed up, carefully ducking and dodging, continually stabbing the spear at the bear's nose and face. He had been startled to find a grizzly bear in these mountains this time of year. Most bears were in hibernation. The bear had looked at Adrian as though he were food, and Adrian had instantly seen the bear as a life-or-death challenge. They both refused to back down from this fight to the death. Almost on first sight, they charged at each other. Adrian was armed with a flint-tipped spear. It was a tiny weapon against the two-thousand-pound bear. But Adrian wasn't concerned with losing. If he lost, he lost. That was all there was to it. He'd had no intention of losing but was well aware that he could. Adrian felt the back of his thighs press against a large fallen log. He was pinned. He couldn't back up any farther without taking the time to climb over the log, and that would be all the opening the bear needed to finish Adrian off. He kept prodding at the bear with the spear. The cut tongue had given the bear a small measure of respect for this little animal it was intent on eating. Adrian lunged at an opening after ducking another huge paw, swiping at his head. He had an open shot at the bear's head and lunged in with the spear, hitting the bear squarely in its left eye. The bear roared and backed up, pawing at its head, trying to understand the stinging pain and darkness that had suddenly overtook the left side of his field of vision. Adrian took full advantage of the bear's partial blindness by circling around it, staying within the bear's new blind spot. He had opening after opening now to attack, and lunged and stabbed with the spear each time. He was wounding the bear, wounds that might eventually bring it down, but if they did, it wouldn't be during this fight. Adrian kept circling, stabbing the bear, but the shallow wounds served more to enrage it than hinder it. He was counting on that rage to cause it to make a mistake, and it did. The bear tried to whirl rapidly to get Adrian in sight again, but tangled its legs and fell heavily. Adrian rushed in and drove the spear deep into the bear's chest, throwing his full weight onto the spear. He felt the flint point scrape between ribs, and then suddenly it was past the muscle and bone resistance and plunging deep into the chest. The bear would die now, and soon. Adrian backed off and stood ready to run if necessary. The bear, mortally wounded, snapped and bit at the spear shaft protruding from its chest. It moved slower and slower as the wounded heart pumped blood into the chest cavity. Adrian watched as the bear roared for the last time, King of the Mountains no more, then lay down, twitched, and became still. Now it was time to tend to his own wounds. He had been badly slashed by the bear's claws. The cuts would be filthy from the claws and become infected if not cleaned and patched up immediately. Shaking from the adrenaline still flooding into his bloodstream, but now with no physical outlet, he pulled the remainder of his shirt off and inspected the slashes. There were four of them, deep and long. Before the grid went down, he would have been given antibiotics and about a hundred stitches. The best he could do now would be to clean the wounds. As he looked around for a creek, 
he noticed that the bear had been trying to knock down a large tree. Curious as to why, Adrian studied the tree for a moment. He saw a hole in the trunk about halfway up. Adrian thought perhaps a colony of bees had made their nest within it. Maybe the bear had smelled honey and he was trying to get at it when Adrian surprised him. Honey was good news, if he could find a way to reach it. Honey was a good wound preserver. Coating a wound with honey not only kept it clean, but honey had natural antibiotic properties. This was why honey could be stored forever without ever going bad. He climbed the tree and found he could reach the hole. Although he knew it was risky to reach into a place he couldn't see, he did and came out with a piece of honeycomb grasped in his hand. About a dozen bees came with it, stinging him all over. They hurt like blazes.